Power to the people, we are back to do maintenance. Yeah, yeah, we got rock like crack when it came in. It's me, it's me, it's podcast people. Welcome <laughs> to another edition of the world famous Two Star Nigerians podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining us on another one of our audiastic adventures down the path of rhythm. Thank you for joining us as we once again maraud into the midnight. Thank you for joining us as we once again enter the Wu-Tang. Yes, all 36 chambers. Thank you for joining us as we once again seize control. Um, thank you for joining us as we try and experience these temporary highs in these violet skies. Um, we really want to thank you all for for just continuing to um, to continuing to to tarry with us on on our on our journey um, as we look to uncover this as we look to tell this incredible true story. Um, and and once again, as ever on our on this audiastic adventure, if you slip, you fall, you can't get up. You can call us if you get lost. As I mentioned, I'm one half of your host, Podcast P. I'm joined, as ever, by my illustrious co-host, my co-host, Des, with the most Des. He goes by many names, but over here, we like to refer to him as the guy that gave you the look, the bursting in the hook. That's why every pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back. But yeah, man, welcome into another edition of the Two Summer Nigerians Podcast. What is this? Track 96. Track 96. Track 96 of the Two Summer Nigerians Podcast. We are so happy that, for, that you are here to join us. And um, for those of you who may be new, this is your first time here. Thank you so much for coming along. We are the Two Stubborn Nigerians podcast, as we mentioned. We're a music podcast. We come here every week and we discuss we discuss the new upcoming topics in the world of music. We give you album reviews, music recommendations. You can catch us wherever you find podcasts, whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts from, we are there. You can catch us on all of our socials at Twitter. It is at 2SNigerians on Instagram and TikTok. You can find us at 2 underscore stubborn underscore Nigerians. And of course, you can catch us on our YouTube channel, Two Stubborn Nigerians, whilst you're there, please do consider subscribing, ringing the bell for stay up to date on notifications and sharing and leaving a comment and all that good stuff, man. Um, Track 96, how you been? I've been good. I've been good. It's been a, it's been a calm week. Uh, things have fallen into place where they need to fall into place. Things that didn't need to fall into place didn't fall into place. Um, and we just moved correctly, you know. It's been a, it's been a very calm week for me, man. You? Yeah. Good. Yeah, same, man. Like I said, like I said before, bro, this week I've been all over the place, man. I've seen courtrooms and court sides. I've been on both sides, mm. you know what I'm saying? I should really write that down. That's a real good bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been courtrooms and court side. Mm. Someone should mm. someone should put that in a bar somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey man, <laughs> if that's you. It might be me. That might be me. Like, <laughs> that's one that's the one that's gonna go off in the clubs. That might be the one, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. <laughs> what are you listening to this week? You can't keep asking me that question. I can, um, man. I can and I will. You can't keep asking me that question because it's a lot. Let me go through my... Hey, get get the music list up, man. We listen to a lot. Um, It's been an interesting week. First and foremostly, actually, man, I, I hopped on my Spotify this morning and I got a really fun notification. Congratulations to Scissor. Kill Bill surpassed 1 billion streams on Spotify. That- um, over the past few days, um, it was a real testament to the strength of that song. On top of that, Spotify let me know that I was in the one first one percent of listeners. So, you know, I feel like I had a big, big part to play in that, mm. um, which I obviously did. And obviously, it's a fantastic song on on what is a fantastic album, of course. Um, in terms of what we listened to over the past two weeks, because we've been we've been away for a minute, um, two weeks. Yeah, you're right. Been the past two weeks, a lot, man. A lot of different things. Um, went on a little Kendrick Lamar run earlier in the week. I was listening to Miss Around the Big Steppers as well as um, to Pimp a Butterfly. 
went back and did some, listened to this woman right here, uh, Miss Lauren Hill, mm -hmm. and, um, her MTV Unplugged, which I absolutely loved. As always, summertime's here. The sun's been out, so I listen to Funkwave Bounce. Makes sense. I'm not differentiate. I'm not differentiating, but by the way, because in my heart, there's only one. There's only one. <laughs> if we need to differentiate, then you're in the wrong podcast. Bro. You're in the wrong podcast completely. <laughs> um, Port of Miami too. I I can't. Remember, I, yeah, I listened to Port of Miami too, and I I listened to Port of Miami too for a specific reason. So I saw a video of Gunplay um, giving Rick Ross a chain, and Someone must have quote tweeted it and being like, it's crazy that he can buy Rick Ross a chain where he hasn't been able to pay his kids alimony or stuff like that or child support. And I understand, I understand the point that they're making. But to my knowledge, that child hasn't written Port of Miami mm. one, let alone Port of Miami mm. two. So until you do that, you don't really I you don't owe you don't owe that person anything. I feel I don't like. even need a whole Port of Miami album, bro. Just at least a turnpike hike. That's At it. least you give me why don't you give me a time pike Ike? You 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 two you deserve a diamond chain for real for mm, I get mm. it. Um <laughs> I accidentally listened to Summer Walkers over it the other day. Some of you are probably wondering how do you accidentally listen to an album? Because I just wanted to listen to Body. So I played Body mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then Body finished and it instantly went into playing games. And so I was like, I might as well just listen to playing games. Do you know what I'm saying? And then it went into drunk dialing. And then come through started playing. And at that point, come through finished. Obviously, I said come through finished. And then my favorite song on the album, Potential, started. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? We're halfway there. We might as well mm -hmm. just get to the we might as well just get to the conclusion. And what a great album that is. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and then yeah, all over the place, man. I could literally go into so much more, whether it's like listening to some Beyonce, listening to Future. Listen to I went on a whole 2000s R&B albums run, whether it was went from Confessions into um, Emancipation of Mimi, into Jamie Foxx's um, Unpredictable, just all over the gaff. So yeah, a lot of good music, man. Mm. A lot of good music. How about yourself? Um, it's been weird. It's been a weird, busier than usual music week for myself. Um, obviously, as you said, it's been what two weeks now. So last week I was living with Pot of Paper a lot. Um, Pot of Paper real back in style because that album gets better damn near on every listen. Um, but then it was it was funny. I've been playing a lot of FIFA recently, specifically pro clubs. Um, and one of the features of pro clubs now for those who don't have well who don't play pro clubs or haven't played pro clubs in a while um, is that obviously you can make the rest of the members on your team who aren't necessarily real-life people. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, the computer control players. Um, you can edit them to be whoever you want. So, for instance, in goal, we have Robert Zane because my, uh, my one of my teammates said, we need someone who's smart and fit. I said, well, Robert Zane is both smart and fit in the courtroom for real. So, we put him mm -hmm. in goal. Um, and we had Oprah Winfrey on the back line for a while. As just a presence. Just a presence. But she started letting, letting the team down a little bit. So one of my teammates decided, all right, cool, we're going to swap her out for someone else. And I don't know what inspired him to do this. And I don't know if he understood the ramifications it was going to have on me personally. Yeah. But he swapped out Oprah Winfrey for Nicole Scherzinger. Okay. Which for me, immediately meant that I had to go and listen to Pussycat Dolls because it had been too long. Mm. Yeah. So I went and listened to Pussycat Dolls had a great time like just remembering some of their hits because they really 
they were the definition of hit makers at one point in time. Um, sat down, listened to Stick With You, which, man, man, Stick With You, nobody gonna love me better, I must stick with you forever. Crazy, crazy. That rang off. And after that, it was sort of like, that was so good and such a nice experience going back to listening to the Pussycat Dolls that there was a moment there where I said, I'm not listening to anyone anyone but female singers because that's all I want. Mm. But I went, I listened to, I did the normal rounds, you know, Solange, Scissor, um, Janae. I did my normal, very standard rounds of, okay, let me listen to these big, big albums that I'm, I know I'm just going to love until the end of days. And I thought, Raheem, this is your opportunity, man. Let's let's finally like get some of these names listened to. Because you know you've been taking the piss with not listening to some of these albums. It's time. So I went, I finally listened to Alex Isley and Jack Dine's Marigold, um, mm-hmm. which was an experience. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, it made a lot of things make sense. Like, I was like, why does this nigga keep on talking about this album? I get it now. I get it. It's a, it's a beautiful experience. Shame on me for not listening to it earlier. Um Shout out Alex Isley, because God, yeah. God. <laughs> damn, <laughs> yo, wow, <laughs> is that you? Yeah, no, I get it, man, wow, well voice, the vocals, um, and I was like, all right, cool, let me listen to this um, Kiana Lady, because I know that she's loading up a project, and I've been seeing her name in circles, let me listen to some of the tracks that she's um, got for this project that's loading up very soon, by the way, and yeah. Yeah, that's now an album that is going to be downloaded on release day. Um, because man, that album sounds that the tracks from that album sound good already. And then I was like, I right, listen, we just finished reviewing Rory's I Thought It Would Be Different, and I just finished talking about how I'm now a massive Kirby fan of that one song alone. Let me go and do the research and listen to Kirby. Um, so I figured, let me start with Swamp. Because that's the project that Paul um, recommended. Knowing that, once I saw the cover and I was like, oh, this is for the TV show Swamp. And I saw the name Nigel and I listened to it. And it's such a good soundtrack that I couldn't enjoy that. I couldn't enjoy it properly, which is sad. Yeah, because in my head, I was just, I was listening to it, but I was seeing the TV show. And it's one of those TV shows that you enjoy watching it the first time around. But you never like really want to go and rewatch it. It's not one of those rewatchable ones. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. But then, off of the strength of who I know Kirby is, and the fact that I didn't enjoy that project too too much, just because I knew where it was from, I decided let me go back and listen to what else she had in her discography. And I stumbled across Sis. He wasn't the one. Come and on, Paul. Talk about it. Paul. Talk about it. <laughs> Man, if we're talking about albums that let my hater side like shine and flourish the way that it needs to shine and flourish, because my hater side hasn't been fed in a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I feel you. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> from time that she said, yo, she looks like the type that only lets you bang missionary stars. I said, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm awake. <laughs> I said, yo, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for the rest of this. I should have known. The second I saw Sis, full stop, he ain't the one. I should have known what I was in for. And yep, Yep, I was in for it, and man, this project has been on repeat down there since I stumbled across it. Um, and that's really been all I've been listening to for the last what four days. Just sissy ain't the one because man, man, Kirby, Kirby, what how how dare you have such a great voice? My goodness gracious, yeah. 
it's a shame that I'm only stumbling across it now, in fact, two years after the fact. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's been the music couple of weeks I've had, man. It's been a fun couple of weeks for me. That's dope. That's dope. Um glad that you you've seen the light on Alex Wisely, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um can really it, re- it will really allow us to take this podcast to the next level. <laughs> it will really allow us to take this podcast to the next level. Um I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, keep the people abreast as to what's going on in the summer. Obviously, as I'm I've mentioned, it's it's a scaring the host summer. And we're having a scaring the host summer, the likes of which we haven't seen since summer 2019. It's fantastic. Um, so this past week, Baldy James dropped a new project, Prisoner Circumstances, his first project since his big accident. Nice little seven pack. Fantastic. The beats are very much different than what you would expect from Baldy James, from our, our resident Baldy James listeners. So, you know, me and Marco, but um, very different beats <laughs> to what you'd expect. But the rapping is still great. So it's a really good project there. Static Selector just dropped his new compilation project this past weekend. Um, round Trip. Um, with the likes of AZ, Benny the Butcher, Stove God, Simba, Ghostface, Inspector Deck, Badass, Baldy James, Logic. Um, I haven't yet listened to that, but it's, it's loaded up and ready to go. So mm. I'm really excited about that. Um, who else just dropped? Someone else just dropped recently. Hold on. Um, Doughboy. Doughboy just dropped this past weekend. So I'm ready to listen to that and going on there. So the Scaring the Host Summer is alive and well. Alive and well. Um, on top of that, I'd be remiss if I don't mention that Amare dropped this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to that yet? I got one listening. Um, well, I say one listen, I got four tracks in and then I had to dip out. But that is a project that I plan on digesting heavily this this next week. Hey, let, me tell you, let me tell you about my, my little experience with this project. I really don't want to get into it too tough, but I have to. Um, mm-hmm. And I let you obviously listen to it, brother. I'm listening to it as I'm walking home from the gym. I've just done, I've just completed, you know, chest and shoulder day. I'm tired, I'm slumped over, but I'm listening to it. It's giving me a nice little vibe. I'm chilling. And I know I'm listening to the album and I know the album is still going. But then mm-hmm. a song starts playing. I'm like, why the fuck am I listening? To- why the fuck is the clips playing in my ear? <laughs> What's going on? Because mm. the beat, Womp Womp, what it do Man. of how Half No Fury by the Clips starts playing in my ear. And I'm like, mm. why am I hearing this? And then I hear Amare's voice. And I was like, you did not sample the clips on an Man. Amare album. Man. <laughs> Yo, yep, yep. I'm so excited for this album. <laughs> I'm lost. I said, what? <laughs> Yo. What? Amaria on the clip. Yeah, I need to speak to whoever the A and R is because they're doing a great job over there. They're doing a great job. What a fantastic decision! <laughs> what a fantastic decision! Yo, speaking of A and R, you know my sister came up to. Well, my sister, I talked to her the other day, and she mm. told me she wants to be a music A and R. And a part of me was so proud, and mm. another part of me thought, but they don't have A R anymore. <laughs> like this is, yeah. you don't listen to the podcast because we've been talking about the need for A R, and they're A&R, just not. Present in the in the way that they need to be. Fam, fam, but I'd like, oh, man, we need to figure out how to get into one of those rooms so I can have a direct say on what's going on because I don't trust her to tell them what they need to do. But I trust myself. I trust myself. <laughs> just accidentally invite me over, and I'll tell you that yeah. they need to want right here, right here, right here. <laughs> Fantastic. <sighs> yeah, now it's been a busy. It's been a busy couple of weeks in terms of music. Um, 
I would be, it would be criminal of us, Paul, criminal of us, to not mention at all the fact that Jay Huss is very clearly loading up for an album. He is in the middle of his rollout. Um, he's released now two singles. Have you listened to them? I've heard the most recent one, the one with Drake. I don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, who told you? Who told you? Mm-hmm. Featuring Drake. And um, the other one, It's Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Crazy came out to mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. Um, some people found a way to vibe with it. I struggled with it myself, which is probably the very first time I've listened to a J-House song and struggled with it. Um, yeah, it's an iffy one for me. But who told you? You've heard it. What do you think of it? I don't like it. Mm. Why don't you like it? What about it did you not like? I, I, I'm reticent to say I don't like it because to be honest with you, I haven't listened to it in a set angle which would allow me to listen to it properly. I think right. um, her sounded fine. The mm-hmm. beat was infectious and made you bounce. I didn't like Drake's presence on the track um, personally, but it's not something, it doesn't sound like a song that I'm going to go back to and listen to for mm-hmm. real. Um, so I can't really give you specifics as to why I don't like it. It just didn't, it just didn't sit well. Um that being said, it's Jay Hussman. I'm excited for the album. Look forward to mm. it when it drops. I thought it was coming out yesterday, Friday as we're speaking. I thought it was coming out yesterday, but obviously it was just the Who Told You single that dropped. So you can imagine my disappointment when I go onto Spotify, <laughs> search Jay Huss, looking for an album, and all I see is featuring Drake. I'm like, oh, this isn't a wild one. So waiting for the album. We'll see what comes of it. But um, yeah, the song wasn't really for me. And then the first track, I just not really listening to singles this summer to be real with you like there's too much mm. scare there's too much scaring the hose music for me to be out here listening to every tom dick and harry who drops a single and i don't even know niggas called tom dick or harry for real, for real. So, <laughs> you know yeah and the like jay house is called tom dick or harry is also crazy um, we all know we all know what jay stands for <laughs> jay stands for harry Maybe. damn <laughs> yeah i said the jay is silent um <laughs> <laughs> um nah yeah I I listened to both. Uh the first one as I said that didn't resonate with me. Who told you it's kind of a vibe. It's kind of a very like big summer vibe. And I didn't think it was going to be based on what I saw the TL saying about Drake's verse and how they wanted it with a version without Drake's verse completely. Yeah. I got a bit nervous that I wouldn't enjoy the song. Um but no, I really, really like the song. In its entirety, to be honest, like I like Drake's verse as well, even though he's not saying anything, but it's a very vibey song. And I think when it comes to like just pure vibes, Drake's always been someone who I kind of trust to provide a good vibes like effect on any song that he jumps onto. And he does the same here. And it's just something that it grabs you, man. Like you start listening to it and you just want to dance. It's one of those songs that you don't even realise that you're moving and then all of a sudden you look down and your legs have been doing something that you didn't tell them to do. Like, it's one of those. It's a great song. At the end of the day, like, it's one of those songs that I can see going off in the club for real because, for real, who told you that bad men don't dance? Like, it's it's great. It's great. The hook is fire. The hook is fire. The verses are great. The bop is great. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. It made me very excited for the album because the first song... 
kind of made me nervous about what the album would be. Um, it's crazy, it made me very nervous and made me question if I was going to listen to the album at all. Um, because I'd rather not listen to a J House album than be disappointed by a J House album. But this song has made me come back into the fold and decide, yeah, yeah, I'm going to listen to her album day one as originally planned because it's summer and it's J Huss. Name a better pair. Um, I was on the TL this last week and I scrolled across a tweet that it just made me laugh. It made me laugh. But then it did something better than make me laugh, which is the magic of Twitter. It made me question. It made me think. <laughs> it made me question and it made me think. Um, the tweet was, how many, how far would you let someone get if they were quoting all the questions asked in 21 questions before you hung up? And I thought, man, that's funny. But then I thought to myself, man, how many questions would someone say yes to in the case that they were asked all 21 questions from 21 questions? So, Paul, I want to play a game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's game time, V. <laughs> so, Paul, I went through the liberty <laughs> of writing down every single question asked in the song 21 Questions. Paul, in the song 21 Question, 50 Cent asks mm-hmm. a total of 14 questions, just as you guessed. Mm-hmm. And Nate Dog yeah. answers a subsequent Two questions, just as you guessed. Okay. 16 questions in total on the song, 21 questions. Beautiful mm-hmm. fact. Um, I would like to know, I want you to imagine that your significant other has asked you these questions, and I just mm-hmm. want to know if your answer to them will be yes or no. Okay. And at the end, we're going to figure out the percentage of questions that you answer yes or no. In my head, 50%, 50 needs all of these questions, not all of them, but at least 80%. For the girl to pass the test and for him okay. to say, you know what, I'm gonna make you my boo. I wanna okay. know if your girl was like 50 cent, if she would make you hers. You ready to play? Sure. <laughs> sure. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> All right, cool. Question number one If she fell off tomorrow, would you still love her? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good answer. Good answer. Um, question number two if she didn't smell so good, no, would you still hug her, Paul? No, 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 damn, damn, you're not just a yeah, go take a shower no. and then I'll hug you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, because that you have to, in context, it suggests that she always doesn't smell good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's musty for real, man. She's musty for real, man. That's crazy. that's just that's just a no, it's not possible. Mm. Mm. Damn. Damn, I <laughs> if she got locked up and sentenced to a quarter century, could she count on you to support her mentally? You know the answer to that question. <laughs> Paul, I'm gonna need contest with the people who don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <no. laughs> let me let me ask context. 
Does mm-hmm. she have cheeks? Let's say for this moderate. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? Here? What are you talking about? Here? Next question. <laughs> the thing is, the answer to a lot of these questions will depend on whether the woman has cheeks or not. So mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But no, definitely mm-hmm. not. In fact, in, in there's not a world that exists. Get locked up for a quarter century and you count Man. me to be there to support you mentally. Can I even count myself to support myself mentally? No. Uh, what she needs is when you call her, so you to say, she just needs you to call her every now and then and say, remember, you only do two days in jail, the day you get in and no. the day you get out. You can't it's do that? that? No. No, not at all. Because <laughs> what are you in there for? A quarter century? Well, a homicide, no, bro. I don't, in my life. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> That's all. Oh my god. I cool. Question number four. <laughs> if she went back to a hoop tea from a Benz, would you disappear like some of her friends? Now, for the people who don't know what a hoop tea is, mm-hmm. it's just an old decrepit car. So for the for the purposes of this one, we're gonna say a 20. No, we're gonna say a 2001 rover. No. no. God damn, <laughs> Paul. Because <laughs> what you have to understand, if you went from a hooty, if you went to a mm-hmm. hooty from a Benz, mm. what has caused the drop off? Mm. Mm. That's bad financial that decisions. I can't trust that person. Mm. Mm. <laughs> man, <laughs> question number five. So no, so far, Paul. Man, <laughs> if she was hit and was hurt, would you be by her side? Yes. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. They have to go comfort her, man. Because yeah. that wasn't her fault, for real. Exactly. It wasn't her fault, for real. Mm-hmm. All right. If it was time to put in work, would you be down to ride? You already know. You already know. Bro. Yeah? Bro. Yes? I'll put, it, I'll put absolutely you down in the water. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> what were we riding for? I'm 25. Yo, how you niggas say they your friends, but they ain't down to slide. This is getting warrior, but you getting riding for... I ride for my niggas, dog. That's it. Mm. That's it. Yo, she told you, yo, my ops outside, it's time to put in work, and you said no. <laughs> you said, I'm going home. Ops. <laughs> I probably agree with them. They're probably in the right in this situation. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what right. did you not take accountability for this like, time? This time, like, wow. <laughs> All right, cool. Question number seven. If she flipped burgers in Burger King, mm-hmm. would you be ashamed to tell your friends that you're feeling her? Not at all. Not at all. Mm. <laughs> the only reason I consider it is because why are you working in Burger King and not McDonald's? Mm, mm. Like who eats a Burger King? But no, mm, I hear it. I hear it, man. Cool. So I put it down as a why. Lovely, lovely. Question number eight: If she wrote a love letter, would you write back? Because she sent you a four-page letter, mm-hmm. and you better mm-hmm. get it on time for real, bro. It depends. It depends by which forum I need to write back. Because if you send me a love letter, I'll write you back on WhatsApp. But mm-hmm, I'm not pen mm-hmm. and paper and a royal mail and post this stamp. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But I will mm-hmm. write you back in some forum, just not mm-hmm. 
in paper and pen form because that's asinine in 2023. <laughs> that's it, paper and pen. You have to go and look for a stamp. Stamp. Oh my god. Envelope. Oh, like, yeah. no. You're inconveniencing me at that point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll put you down as a yes for this one. That's right. If you would you leave her if your father found out she was fucking? No. Mm. Mm. Good answer. Good answer. Why not? Because <laughs> I'd, I'd have left already if I found out you're thugging. What type of nonsense mm. is that? So you're fine with the thugging, but your father isn't fine with the thugging in this situation. No, I'm so... not fine with the thugging either. No, yeah, yeah. But in this situation, oh, in this situation you've made know. your peace with her thugging, yeah. and now your dad's now found out that she's thugging. What the fuck does that make you change your You don't care. What, if, what, if, what, is, what does my dad's opinion have to do on this? <laughs> Hey man, that's the question 50 asked. So I'm just double checking. <laughs> All right, question number 10. At this point, are you mad that you're being asked 21 questions? Absolutely. I'm internally mm. human. You just can't tell. Me. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, cool. Question 11. Are you her soulmate? No. <laughs> How are you jumping to that conclusion? Because you're thugging? That, that none of this makes sense. <laughs> Soulmate for what reason? I'm a cancer, you're attached. It doesn't make sense. Like, oh, man. My Virgo moon is dropping. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Question number 12. Do you trust her enough to tell her your dreams? No. Damn. Damn. That's sad, man. Mm. Will you trust anyone ever enough to tell them all your dreams? No. Mm. Do you trust yourself enough to tell yourself your dreams? No. Mm. Mm. No, man. This is a, it's a safe place, man. If you feel like you need to get off your chest, don't do it here. <laughs> That's all. No. <laughs> yeah, question number 13. If she was down, would you say things that would make her smile? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Nigerian right now. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. natural. It's natural because I can't console you for real. So I'm going to try and make you laugh so we don't have to deal with this. So we don't have to deal with this. Like You you deal with that in your own time. Like I don't mm-hmm. need that vibe around me. So you <laughs> smile and get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. I'll put you down as a yes. Ugh, man. The yeses are looking very uh, sparse. <laughs> All right, question number 13. No, question number 14, sorry. If she was with another man and someone saw, and when you asked her about it, she says, it wasn't me, would you believe her or would you up and leave her? I'm up and leave them. Mm, mm. I'm up and leave them. Mm, You're not believing that it wasn't her? I'm telling her to get out right Mm. now. Man. Mm. It's too late, and I yep. can't wait for you to be gone. Because <laughs> I found out about him, and I wondered mm. how I bought all the lies. And you said that you would treat me right, but mm. it was just a waste of time. <laughs> Shout out, Jojo. Shout out to Jojo. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What a woman, for real, for real. All right, we've gone to the Nate Dog questions. In some in some forms, maybe the most two important questions on this list. Could you love her in a Bentley? 
Absolutely. <laughs> Could you love her on a bus? How old is she? <laughs> Let's say 25. No. Mm. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Nate Dog is so funny, by the way. <laughs> Could you love me on a really? <laughs> Could you love me on a bus? <laughs> I asked 21 questions. <laughs> About us, no, the knock. <laughs> he asked no question. <laughs> what a legend! <laughs> All right, man. So, out of the 16 questions, you answered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions out of 16. Let's see your percentage, Paul. You answered 44% of the questions, yes. So, unfortunately, in this case, if your girl <laughs> was like 50 cent, I don't think the relationship would work out, man. I don't That's think it would work. Could have told you that in this section. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you just have to make sure that we're, we're on the right path, man, that what you think is reality. Um, mm -hmm. But again, I want to thank you for playing 21 questions with me. Um, Hit the music, man. It's that time of the week where we go through Twitter, we find something that inspires us to ask question of the week, but that inspired the game this week. So instead of doing that for question of the week, I thought I'd do something that's a bit more apt. Um, we're getting, well, we've gotten to the point where it is June, the halfway mark of the year. And I found myself curious as to what some of the highlights of the year so far have been. Um, so I thought I would make that the question of the week this week. So, Paul. So, Paul, what are some of the albums this year that have stood out to you? Starts and ends for me in 2023 with um, Sky Zoo and the other guys, Mind of the Saint. Um, I think I was talking to a friend earlier this week, and actually I've been talking to, to, with people about this quite frequently, where everyone's like, you know, it, no music's come out, it hasn't been a big year in hip-hop specifically, and I think it hasn't been a mainstream year in hip-hop thus far, but that's because it was a very mainstream year last year, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. And so I think for me, when I look at hip-hop in, in 2023 so far, Sky Zoo and the other guys really take it as as the the probably the best hip hop album I've listened to from a wordplay stance, from a lyricism stance, from a concept stance, from a replayability stance. Like it really is one that stands head and shoulders above the rest, and has been just such a, a great. It's been one of a great and important addition um, to the year for me personally. Um, I look also, if you're talking about multiple albums, I think um, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown as well with Scaring the Hose, which really started off what we are now in, which is, of course, the Scaring mm -hmm. the Hose summer, which I hope you're all enjoying as well as I have. Um, just brilliant time, a really brilliant time to be in. Um, Larry June and Alchemist as well, some good projects. And then I think one that um, has, I think just not even a, an album, but a person that's been a surprise for me this year, which I'm just enjoying, is Lou Tyler, man. Like I say it all mm. the time, 
on the podcast, off podcast, when I'm tweeting. And again, I said, like, when I started a year, it was sort of tongue-in-cheek. Like, this 17-year-old dropped a really cool verse the first time I heard it. And I was like, oh, cool. But every time I hear this nigga, bro, he's different. Like, he, he mm. changes the gravity and energy of every song I've heard him on this year in terms of his features. And then I think he dropped, like, two, maybe three projects at, at different times in this year. And each of them, every time I listen to him, I'm like, yo, this guy is just really good. Like, the music is good. It's entertaining. I enjoy listening to him make music. Um, so I think he's been definitely a revelation and a surprise. But in terms of in terms of music that's really stood out, from a rap sense anyway, starts and finishes with Skyzoo and the other guys, Mind of a Saint. And then you've got um, Larry June and Alchemist and Scary in the Hose, I think, are, are, are three that, that really stand out for me mm. right now. Fair, fair. Out of curiosity... Would you say that you've your love for the Sky Zoo project has gone up since, especially like since Snowfall ending, ending, or would you say like it went up way before Snowfall actually started coming out and then it just maintained? There's, there was already when it dropped, it was already my favorite album of the year, and it's just stayed the mm. same, so it hasn't mm. changed really. Fair, fair. That's crazy, because I remember when we reviewed that album, we both came in ready... To, well, you came in ready to rank it lower than you actually ended up ranking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you spoke yourself into loving that album way more, so that's, that's cool. It's cool that I stayed there for you as well. Yeah. Um, for me, Love Sick is the highlight of my year so far. Um, the biggest highlight of my year. Album that I repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly go back to um go and give it a few more listens every now and then because man um i every song that i keep on i keep on having moments where i'm like okay this is my favorite song from this album for sure and then i go back and i'm like no but is this like right now bus stop is clear of everything and when we reviewed it i don't think bus stop was a song that i even really mentioned like that um lovesick is an album that has been going crazy for me uh an album that I've spoken about many, many times on this podcast specifically, and I'm going to call it album. It's not really an album. It's more so a deluxe version, um, but the estate sale. Um, call Me If You Get Lost, the estate sale by Tyler, the creator. It's something that lived, lived for way longer than I expected it to live, um, will continue to live because, man, Wolf Talk will get me to click on that regardless of the situation um yeah man that's that's a stellar project in itself and that's something that will live with me i think for like a while for a very long time for the rest of this year um it would be wrong of me to not mention as you said scaring the hose um it's an album that it's sad that we didn't get to review it because it's one of the albums that would have been really fun to talk about the production of it um it's an album that not to reference them because i don't know i don't think they worked on it but again i didn't really check the credits so i can't say i don't i don't know if they worked on it or not but it is literally organized noise like it is noise put together in such a way that it verges on the point of it sounding bad but it does just enough for it to sound great and i don't know how they do it like one drum out of place on this project would have made me come in and say this is a terrible project i'm angry at paul for suggesting that i even go listen to it 
I don't know who who would ever listen to this. I don't know how they passed it. But all the drums are just just on the line of being in the right place that this project sounds amazing. And hence this album is still something that I can go back, listen to, and go crazy to every time I play it. Um Hearing the Hose is a massive, mass highlight of the year so far. And then finally, well, no, not finally, I have Q Soul Present, which I don't know how anyone in R&B is going to top that for me this year. Is That's the one to beat right now for me in terms of the R&B world. Um, it is clear. Clear. Like, I, that is done the musical perfection in my ears. It's going to be tough to beat that one. And then Pot of Paper really is back right now. Dropped recently, so I'm obviously I'm part of me is still going off of just the momentum of that release. Um... But I, it is an album that is getting better and better on every single listen. There's times where I just listen to it just because sonically it sounds great, but then I turn it on and I'm catching bars on my 50th listen, and it's like, man, how did I not catch this the first 49 times? Like, it's crazy. It's a really, really good project. Um, so yeah, those are my highlights so far. For the yeah, year. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up Q. I think um, when I went through, I realized I was I was very hip hop conscious. Um, so just to branch it out a bit, um, Q definitely with Soul Present is up there. I think Deontay Hitchcock, Once Upon a Time, um, again is another R and B adjacent album, which I, I remember tweeting about. It. It's just so phenomenal on so many different levels. I just can't stress that enough to people. Um, definitely deserves a shout out. Another one of of a woman who I spoke about on this podcast before, Addy Oasis with Lotus Glow. Um, as a funk, as a vibe album, it's just absolutely tremendous. It's been something that's been really great um, to listen to this year for me. I think it's been a it's been an interesting first half of the year um, with a lot of different things dropping from different um, genres. I think um, I think it's been one of those years where you have to really, for me anyway, and the music that I listen to, I can't speak for everyone. You you haven't been force-fed things, you've had to go and find things that you really mm. like and that you really resonate with, which has been good. And obviously with myself, with my own personal, like I say, commitment to be listening to more music from across the world this year, that's been fun. And then I'm just, I know for me, I've been straying away from our traditional genres. So it's hard for me to even, like if you were to ask me to do like a top five rap albums of this year, it would be hard for me to even rank them because I like, there's been so much of this year which I haven't spent listening to rap and same with R&B. So it's like, I don't actually know that I have as much of a finger on the pulse of what mainstream looks like this year as we typically would. Now, I say that to say, um, I saw a sim- I saw a tweet from Hip Hop Numbers, our good friend over Hip Hop Numbers in the past mm-hmm. two weeks, which was really interesting. Um, obviously, we're at the halfway point of the year, past halfway point of the year, into June. And he said, this is the first year since 1998 that no hip-hop album has charted number one and on billboard so far in 2023 um so first time in 25 years that no hip-hop album has gone through june and charted um we've gone to june no hip-hop album has charted number one i think the closest um is little dirk who was recently dropped? He was he sold 125k his first week, but was obviously outsold by Taylor Swift, who sold 155. 
And I think that in itself is just an interesting talking point. Mm. But I think, um, yeah, I think it, it, it tells the story really of like hip hop this year, where there just hasn't been, like I say, the mainstream's been resting. Mm-hmm. Like last year was a very mainstream heavy year. And so other than really Tyler, like you say, with the estate sale, which would have been hampered just by the fact that it was a deluxe mm-hmm. and how that does with your sales. It's, it's yeah, it, it's just not been a big, like for hip hop anyway, you've had to really go out and find your shit. Like it's been an underground quote unquote heavy year. So like I said, with the Danny Brown and JPEG Marfields, with the Larry Junes, with the Billy, Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal maps, if you've listened to that, like there's been shit out there, even in the UK scene. Now, obviously we're getting ready for Huss, as we mentioned, but like Potter, Clavish, like these different names, like they're not the like ones or twos in the mm. genre that you would think when they drop, we know it's going to shut down everywhere. You're going to hear this all over the place. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just been a, it's interesting that that's the state of affairs where we're in, especially considering this is the 50th anniversary year of the world. Mm. Mm. It's interesting. I wonder, mm, I mean, Schoolboy Q is coming out soon. He's been working. He said that his album's ready. In fact, not even that he's working on the album. Um, I wonder how that will affect things because he's a relatively big name, but it's also been a very long time, and TD is in a weird place right now. It'll be interesting. I think, I think we have big names coming in the second half of the year. Like you said, Q will drop, Drake will drop something. Um, I still think Cole will drop. Um, so there'll be names to come. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's, it's just a very, it's been an interesting down year. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't even say it's a down wise. year because, yeah, numbers wise, maybe, but even in that, we've gotten really good music this year. Really, really good music this year. You don't think like, it's a down year? I wouldn't call it a down year. Um, I've enjoyed what's come out this year. There's been things that I've been able to like that have stayed in rotation for longer than what I remember coming out early last year, and that's. Part of that is just my memory is really bad. Um, and I can't necessarily remember all the names that dropped in the first half of last year. Like, if I'm not mistaken, Kendrick dropped this time last year. And I can't remember who else dropped before him. I know Kalani had dropped, but that's not hip-hop. Yeah, I can't remember any other hip-hop names that dropped before Kendrick, really. There were massive albums. Whereas this year, Roll Back and Star, I'm listening to the whole album. Estate Sale, I'm listening to the whole extra songs that were added. And sometimes I'm going back and listening to the whole album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't say it's a down year. I'm still enjoying music. I don't feel like I'm... It doesn't feel like 2015 where it was like, man, no one's dropping. The first thing I'll say is, two things can be true. You can enjoy music mm-hmm. and it still be a down year. I personally think it's a down year. And two, your memory isn't just bad. Your memory is absolutely fucking putrid. Like, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely fucking putrid. <laughs> Let me take you through some of the albums that had dropped by this time last year. Okay. To okay. so very levels. Had dropped. Thank you. To so very yeah. levels of success. So, like as you mentioned, Kendrick would have dropped already. 
Pusha mm-hmm. T had dropped already. Conway had dropped. God don't make mistakes. Benny had dropped. Ten okay. twelve. Oh yeah, Corday had, yeah. had dropped from a bird's eye view. Obviously, mm-hmm. Gunner had dropped his album, which I'm not a fan of, but the numbers that it did did its thing. Saba had dropped um, a few good things. Um, Big Crit had dropped Digital Roses Don't Die. Earth Gang had dropped Ghetto Gods. Um, Dirk had dropped seven seven twenty seven two two zero. Dreamville had dropped their D Day tape. Vince had dropped from around the park, broke my heart. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And there's another big one that I'm looking for. Future had dropped, I never liked you. Okay, yeah. Nux had dropped, Alpha Place. Was that last year? Yeah. Wow. Denzel Curry had dropped, Melt Your Eyes and See Your Future. WS Boogie was about to release more black superheroes. So that's where we were at this time last year. Okay, that's a lot of music. That's a lot of music. A lot of that didn't stay in rotation, though. But it's a lot of music. And there was a lot of good albums. That, those, yeah, fair. 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 I don't know. Yeah, fair. Makes sense. That's what I say. I think it's fair to say, from my perspective anyway, I think it's been a down year. But I haven't... It hasn't been a less enjoyable year. Like, I've still enjoyed it. Mm. Um, to a very high extent, but I do think the drop off in music that we've had, and even potentially a drop off in quality in some of the music that we've had, is noticeable. It is, um, but we have a big second second half loaded up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think some of the names that are going to drop in that second half, the second half of this year, could be crazy. It could really. It could be reminiscent of um, what was that year? It was twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. When all of a sudden you get to the end of the year and some of the best albums of the year just drop, which would be crazy because I think there's been really good albums this year as it is as well. So, <laughs> album of the week, album of the week. This week, we're taking it back to the year two thousand and two to review a project by one of Houston, Texas' most beloved voices. Scarface is a rapper whose career has spanned more than 35 years. Ranked by many as one of the greatest lyricists of all time, he is regularly praised for his elaborate and detailed storytelling and ability to truly take listeners on a journey through his music. In 2002, he would release his seventh solo album, The Fix, featuring the production of the likes of The Neptune, Mike Dean, and so many more. The Fix sees Scarface straddle the line between swagger and strife, exude his growth but toiling over his past with a mixed bag of reviews achieving five mics in the source five stars from rolling stone but only six out of ten from pitchfork and three stars from all music scarface is the fix is the latest album to take on the two stubborn nigerian scale The Fix by Scarface, um, an album which came out the 6th of August 2002. It's 13 songs, 47, 47 minutes and 22 seconds long. You good for me to round that down to 47 minutes? Yep. Sound, sound, sound. Perfect. Um, like I said, album came out in 2002. Um, and the reason I wanted to, to review this one this week is I think with this being, like I said, the 50th year of hip hop, I felt like we needed to really dive into our hip-hop bags and really talk about some of the legends of the game and some of their 
underserved projects. And I talk about Scarface quite a bit on this podcast but when I get the opportunity to. And I usually always go to The Diary from 1994. This is one of my personal favorite albums of all time. And so I thought, let me take it to another one of his albums, which, as I mentioned in, in the intro, has a mixed bag of reviews. Some people calling it five out of five. The Source giving it its five mics award, which is very coveted at the time, basically declaring an album a classic. But then at the same time, you've got other reviews which have it more middle and ground. Um, so I thought it'd be really interested to bring it to um, a podcast which, you know, reviews albums regularly and, and has some sort of credibility in the game. Um, but I couldn't find them, so instead I brought it here. Um, but before we get into this review, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but let's get into it, man. Scarface The Fix. Had you listened to this album before? I hadn't. I hadn't. Had you heard songs off this album before? I hadn't. Brilliant. This is yeah. fresh for you. Fantastic. Have you listened to a Scarface album before? I have not. I have this not. This is your first Scarface album. Fantastic. Yeah. So what were your thoughts then? Um, It was a tough one for me. And when I say it was a tough one... Well, uh, we started off this episode by asking what we've been listening to. Um, and I know, I know, Paul, you've made a very big point to say that it's a scare in the whole summer. But for me, I've been on the opposite vibe, man. It's been a lover boy summer for me, as usual. You know, sunny, the flowers are out. I've been listening to my love songs from all these beautiful, beautiful women who have beautiful, beautiful voices. And that's really been the vibe that I've been defaulting to so far. Um, so for me to try and switch gears and listen to Scarface, The Fix... It was like an almost jarring change, and it was like ah, I'm fighting, I'm fighting against instinct here to listen to this damn near. Um, so it was tough. It was tough. That being said, this is a great album. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this album from the start. Um, man, man is like, cause I've heard Scarface here and there, but every time I've heard Scarface. It's always been like a single or a feature, and I've never really like paid attention to it. Was just like, oh, okay, this is Scarface. Okay, I see why people get upset when he's not mentioned in these top rappers list or whatever. Like, he's clearly good at what he does, but I've never actually sat down and listened to a Scarface album, as I just said. Um, and now having listened to this, it's like, oh, like there's way more that I've just been sleeping on, and I didn't even realize how much I was sleeping on. It was. It's really, really good. It's a great album. Well, let's get straight into the review then, um, as we do. What, what, were, what were the themes you were picking out um, as you were going through listening to this album? There's one line that Scarface says, and I, I should have noted down the name of the song, and I should have known at the time that I was going to forget the name of the song as well. I can't remember where it's from. You might remember the name of the song, though. Um, but he mentions the line. He says... I'm trying to make heaven, I'm living in hell. Um, and that's really like the theme of this entire album, man. Like, it's sort of like the conflict that he's going through throughout is like very, very telling. You know, he's talking about the life that he's living, not by choice, but damn near out of necessity. Um, this life of crime, of having to make tough decisions, of listen, we're murderers. Like, He's not living a glamorous life at all throughout this album. But at the same time, you hear what he's trying to do. You hear him talking about 
his religion, the conflict he's going through in some of these songs. Like it's it's crazy. Like it's as I said, it's the duality of what he wants to be living, the life he wants to be living, the life he's trying to live, but also the life he has to live. And the life that he's not happy that he's living, but hey, it's the card seals dealt. This is what I have to do to survive. And it's like very clear throughout the entire album. Yeah, no, I feel you. I definitely feel like, like um he really does get that point across of, of the the difficulty of the come up being in Houston in the hood and what you know they were going through there and even some of the things that were going on, on at the time. Um, but then like I said, doubling that up with, you know, he's in an elevated position, how that affects him, but still being able to tell the story of the struggle. Um, and he does it in such a he's, he's one of the things about Scarface which I, I've always loved and why I hold him personally in such high regard is I genuinely think he's the best storyteller in hip hop like I genuinely think his ability to to as go back to an age old saying that we have here on the podcast paint pictures with words is is second to none like even if you go to the in the first song full song on the on the album with safe and his intro to verse one where he just spells out the scene and the setting of you know you're down and out money funny you hustle and die on the verge of putting your jewelry and selling your ride somebody should have told you ain't no life in these streets you out here till you touch it when you touch it you eat like he set the scene of this is the mentality you as the listener need to put yourself in for the rest of the journey that I'm taking you on. As that so often, and the journey he's taking you on and the journey that he's taking you on is one of real struggle, real hustle, the difficulty in overcoming and the difficulty you're trying to elevate to a, to another level. Um, and that alongside, like I say, just telling the story of his hood, the hood, and what that looks like, I think, is 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 really what I I get from this um, this project. So moving swiftly on, then let's talk about the songs. Let's talk about the songwriting and the lyricism of this project. What what did you think, especially with this being your first Scarface album? Is as you just said, man. The pictures that he's able to paint with his words, insane. It's insane to me. Um, you know, I'm looking at a song like what can I do? And it's like, it's crazy that a song called The Fix with the album cover that he has, a song that comes after a song where he's talking about we're murderers. <laughs> and this song feels like I'm going to church. Like I'm, When I listen to it, I feel like I'm sat on the, the fifth row of a church and I'm being preached to. Like, it's crazy. The pictures... The imagery, the scenery that he's able to produce with just words. And I think um it's a real talent. It's a real, real talent. And it's it's given me a brand new appreciation for Scarface that ah, I don't say I didn't have it before, but I didn't have it to the level that I have it now. Where I'm now for the first time, I'm understanding why people talk about Scarface in the regards that they talk about Scarface in. Um how can I put it, man? Like, let me, let me even, as I said before, in fact, I think the most poignant one, I'm living in heaven. No, I'm living in hell. I'm trying to make heaven. Like, the simplicity of that, the simplicity of that line, but just placed at the perfect point in the album where it's like, 
you've told me, you've explained why where you're living is hell. Like, you've explained it very in detail where I'm like, I don't feel envious of the life you're living at all. No part of me wants to try and live the life you're living. But I'm trying to make heaven, and you go on to explain, hey, man, this is my faith, my faith is important to me, yes, but at the same time, blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, like, I can see it. Like, the storytelling just makes so much sense throughout the whole album and the way he's able to do that with his lyricism throughout. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. By the way, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention it. The album's aged superbly. Oh, fantastic. This being my first listen, like, there's there's nowhere where nostalgia is playing a role in this and me saying, oh, yeah, it still sounds good to me. This is just my first listen straight up. And there's nowhere, there's only like maybe one place on this album where I'm like, ah, okay. That's very 2000 sounding. Throughout the rest of this album, this is just a great sounding album. Like this could release yesterday and I'll be like, man, this is a good album. This is a great album. Like it's aged so well. No, no doubt. And I think in what you were saying, man, like you really hit the nail on the head and again of what I think is his superpower in rap is his storytelling and is his ability to take you to where he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? So like, even on a song as simple, and I say simple because Scarface can get really deep and complex. So not say that this song is simple, but it's simple by his standards, in my opinion, on my block, like Mm. every day it's been the same old thing on my block. You either working or you slanging cocaine on my block. You had to hustle because that's how we was raised on my block. Like just taking you through that, and explaining to you, like, this is where, this is what our life was like. This is what our block is like. This is what the hood is like. I can never leave it because my niggas need me. You know, that that age old saying, of, can I leave the game? Is the, is the street still going to love me, man? But, like, that that ability to take us as the listener and transport us boom, into, like, Houston, Texas in, what, 70s, 80s, and even it through to the 2000s and what, what that looked like and again I, I agree with you it's aged superbly like the sentiments the themes the sounds it still sounds like it, it could have come out two weeks ago and it would still feel just as palpable right and then you add into that the the fact that the features especially the rap features now so you're looking at hove um, beanie seagull nas specifically they played on that too so when mm-hmm. uh, so when Hove and Beanie come in on um, Guess Who's Back, and Hove's able to tell you like about still selling crack in my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes, take it back out, taxing them roads. It's he's back in that he's in that where I'm from mindset from '97, but this is 2002 that they're talking about this, but they're still able to paint those pictures. And then even the same with Nas on In Between Us. Um, when he starts out his his bar and he's like, circumstances are like my first fight I lost. I was swinging my arms, bucking, adrenaline pumping. His flow on that was crazy, by the way, for Nazo, mm-hmm. to say that. But then the the lyricism to, again, take us back to the hood, the block, and, and the story that they're trying to tell, I think, was one. I think it was just a really well done job all around. And 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 so I, I really I really celebrate this this project for its... It's storytelling. I think that that to me is a central theme of it is is the ability to tell stories and transport us as the audience way back to to those times. Um, mm. So you touched about it, you touched on it a bit with say you know it sounds so good it could come out last week. 
talk to me about the production on 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 this project and and the production element of this album. Yeah, I I was so impressed by the production that a part of me really wanted. If I had more time, and I, that's a weird thing to say, given that we had an extra week. But if I had more time, I would have loved to sit down and really like go in depth on who produced every single song on this album because the production of this album was crazy. And it was one thing that shocked me since we've hit record today, in fact, is you saying that he was from Houston. I can't lie. He doesn't sound South like Southern to me. I didn't pick up on that. I really just assumed that he was another guy in New York. That really shocked me because um, the production has a very New York feel. It has a very early 2000s boom bap feel that is somewhat timeless because anyone can hop on. A lot like Sky Zoo uses a lot of the same sounds that we hear in, on the production side on this album. And I think it's just part of the timeless nature of it of that sound in general. On top of that, the sequencing of this album, damn near flawless, needs to be flawless for an album like this, needs to be flawless for an album like this, where again, you're taking us through the story of, okay, this is the life I'm living, this is the life I want to live. Like not to hammer down too, point, too much on this point, but if the songs are sequenced poorly on this album, then this album sounds very, very different. And may like it would be if this album was sequenced any differently, I don't think it would be as good as it sounds. I think it would sound much, much, much worse. I think the story that he takes us on throughout this album helps to make helps to place the songs exactly where they need to be down there. Um, but yeah, back to the actual production side of this. It's timeless. It's timeless, man. It's timeless. Um every song sounds great and i can't picture a world where they stop sounding great the fact that this came out in 2003 and sounds great in 2023 is insane is insane it doesn't make any sense to me i'm not sure if you have out like the producers of this album but they deserve all the flowers I do. I'm not going to go through all of them, but like I noted in the intro, man, you have names like Mike Dean, The Neptunes, um, Kanye, China Black. So a a lot of different people worked on it. Scarface himself, obviously. Um, A lot of different people worked on it. And yeah, I think the production, I think it's it's good on multiple levels um, because there are a lot of songs that sound distinctive and, and, and very isolated in themselves. So on, on my block being one, um, guess who's back even safe they sound very distinctive in themselves but they still fit for what the theme of the album is and what they're trying to do here which is which which is great i think to that sequencing point i think it was a genius idea to separate and really segregate the guess who's back safe in cold blood on my block from the what can i do heaven someday side of the album um, because it gives the album two very distinct feels. And like you say, you get to see that journey from this is what life is. This is what life, I, this is what I want life to be, as, as you mentioned. Um, I really liked the, the decisions I have fixed as the outro of just mm-hmm. instrumental for a minute. And, and Mike Dean did really great work there. Just to like let you sort of, 
just mull over what you've heard. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Just mull over what you, you've listened to and just phase you out of the album, similar to how they phased us in with The Fix yep. in the intro. But I, I really like that that decision to do that because I think, again, it just gives you that time to really sit back and be like, yo, what have I just ingested? You know what I'm saying? Like, what have I just taken in? That journey from safe all the way down to I ain't the one. I mean, he still finishes off on I ain't the one. But with Heaven and Sunday in there as well with the R&B elements to it. Also, once again, we just have to shout out Kelly Price in the cut, man. Oh, um, man. Man. Well, Fabulous all-timer of an artist. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the production on this tape. I really did. And I think it's it's very... Um, Scarface as a rapper, for me, is someone who could float on any beat you could give him. Like, I've seen him do it now throughout the projects out here. But it's very different from... Like I said in the intro, like, my favorite Scarface project is The Diary. I talk about The Diary all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two productions are very different. Yeah, but it's again, it's you got the diary is 94, this is 2002, and so you see his ability to like live on anything, no matter where the sound of hip hop was or is at the time. Um, I think that, yeah, it's just once again a testament to him and and his artistry for real, in in that sense. So let's talk about the songs. Let's talk about songs. Give me your top three songs. All right, cool. So at number three, I would have Guess Who's Back featuring Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. Um, it is a great, great song. Jay-Z was doing what Jay-Z does. Never, ever lets anyone down. Um, Beanie Siegel, great on the song. And then Scarface just floated. Just absolutely floated on Guess Who's Back, man. So I have that at number three. Um, number two, I have On My Block. Um, it's just one of those songs, man. It's it's very transformative in the production, in the lyricism. It takes you to where, well, for me, anyway, I pictured being in New York. Now that I know it's from Houston, I'm going to listen to this completely different. Um, but yeah, it just transports you. And you feel like, yeah, cool. I can envision the block he's talking about down there. Um, yeah, on my block, great, great song. Have that at number two. And at number one, I have Someday featuring Faith Evans. Faith Evans is... She's just one of those names that when I see her featured on the song, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a hit. That's going to be a song that Raheem, Raheem loves. Um, and this is no exception. The song is great without Faith's ever, Faith Evans' um, contributions, but then you add Faith Evans' contributions to it, and it's like, yeah, clear. Clear. Clear of everything. Um, so, yeah, that's my top three. You? we got the same songs in different order. i got Someday at three. i got Guess Who's Back at two, and i got On My Block at one. Um, mm. for, for many of the same reasons that, that you just articulated, I think Someday as a song, Faith Evans is sensational. I think again the messaging and the story of it of, of this really gospel adjacent hip hop ballad um is very very thought provoking and timely in the context of the album. But I'm in love with the street shit and I'm in love with the storytelling mm-hmm. and the aspects in which the array of rappers between Hove, Beanie, and then Face on the the two other songs I mentioned with Guess Who's Back and On My Block 
just the way they paint that picture. I love the production of, of On My Block. I love I love it on this project, on this album. I love it in when Cam does his backroom freestyle, which is just timeless at this point, and he raps over this beat. It sounds perfect in any... Um, in it's, It sounds amazing anywhere. And then I think what Scarface does on it, to, again, just to set the scene of this is where I'm from, this this is where we live, and this is how life goes for us, I think, for me, is, is a message that I always love hearing him rap and resonates with me. So I got on my block of one, guess who's back at two, and someday at three. Mm. Mm, not bad. I like it. Uh, album rankings. Let's take it to the scales. So the album rankings go as such. I hate I ever listened to this. Won't be listened to again. Whole lot of mid. Might stay in rotation for about a week. Pretty damn good. Serious project. And then either me and or Paul can give the album our 50% stamp of approval. In the case that we both give it our 50% stamp of approval, the album will become two stubborn Nigerians approved. Paul, what are you giving stamped. this album? Stamped. I am very I was very shocked when I was preparing my my you know intro to find that there were publications that had this as a middling album. I'd only ever seen it spoken about in really highlights. So I was interested to actually go into it for myself personally and really reflect on it. And I, I, I couldn't see what faults they were finding with, with the mm. project. Um, so I, it is it is stamped for me. I do think it's it's as good as its hip-hop classic um, um, reputation gives it. Um, I really love it. I love, again, Faces on top form, um, as top form as he can be. Um, to, to be honest with you. And I think the production backs it up. I think the features back it up. I think the, the stories that he tell backs it up. So for me, this is definitely, a, a, a it has my stamp for sure. I'm right there with you. It is stamped. It's been a while since we stamped an album. Um, but this is one of those that has to be, man. This is, this is one of those albums that you listen to it the first time. You're like, oh, this is a classic. Like you already know, like the quality is very clear. Um, for it to sound this good 20 years after the fact is mind-blowing. Um, for it to be an album that I just want to continue listening to despite me being in my lover boy summer phase is mind-blowing to me. It's an album that I'm upset that I'm only listening to it now. I wish I could have listened to it back then because maybe there's a big possibility that this was an album that was just ahead of its time. Um, we'll never know because we have, well, for me, I will never know because I'm only listening to it now. Um, but that might explain some of the reviews, but who knows? Who knows, man? Um, but yeah, this is the album that I'm stamping. So with my stamp and with Paul's stamp, this album is officially Too Stubborn Nigerian Approved. Can we get a round of applause for this bitch? Can we get a round of applause? Man, that was the review for The Fix by Scarface. All right, it is now that time where we get into the real reason why we press record every week. That is to give you guys our music recommendations for the week. Paul, what's your music recommendation for the people this week? 
Oi, James, prisoner of circumstance. Um, again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast this week, man, it's a first project, first project that the body drops is his big accident earlier in the year. So it's good to see him in good health. Good to hear him rapping. Um, hopefully he reschedules his UK show so I can go see him on tour. It's really good. Interesting, you know, different production style that is typically used in a body James project doesn't in my opinion hurt the project at all Baldi's rapping is still top notch as it really has been for about three maybe even four years now if I was to really plot that um so yeah Baldi James prisoner of circumstance beautiful beautiful um my my music music recommendation for this week is sis he wasn't the one by Kirby as I said earlier um project that I stumbled upon this last week and has pretty much been on repeat for me since I found it. Um, it's one of the best sounding albums I've heard in a while. Really lets you get your hater, hater shit off, man. It's unbelievable. Kirby's voice might be one of the best like voices I've heard in a long time, man. Just that range that she's able to literally just sit in, just comfortably chilling, and give you a stellar album. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Um, shout out, Kirby. Sis, he wasn't the one, my recommendation for this week. And just like that, just like that, track 96, In The Tuck, you guys have listened, you guys enjoyed. This was a good, I enjoyed this week's episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting to listen to Scarface is The Fix. Um, yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a good week, man, but it's time for us to sign out. Who's playing us out this week? You're playing us out this week. Yeah, man. I'm playing us out with Westside Gun, Mr. T. Mm. Mm. I like it. I like it. So, everyone at home, as Paul plays that, I need you to remember that Nigeria never carries last. <laughs> Scrape the pots for the extras Bodies dropping on the regular 
Broad laps around each other, rap niggas for fun That fashion week with the M1, y'all niggas bums Killer designer, serial killer Niggas thought I was just rhyming illa Then I pulled out the stick, run your jewels, run the money You try to run and hop the fence Toss back up like junior, nigga filthy rich Watch my sins with Ace Although you walk bored, this work is flake I'ma be fly forever she sniffin' so much molly, that bitch no sir I was on the path, getting money on the app Fiends Millie Rockin' seein' at my work glass If shit slow up, I'ma look prettier in the mask The cracks in the chip bag, the Mac by the trash The 45 look big on his forehead Shot him more times, left that nigga more dead